0: Hi, this is Ann Robertson, the Executive Director of the Massachusetts Bible Society, and this is the Spirit Walker's Devotion for Sunday, March 8th. Yes, I did miss a week. Sorry about that. There are some weeks that it just doesn't happen for a number of reasons, and last week was one of those, but thanks for sticking with me. And we have a longer verse. Um and hopefully, the dog isn't going to keep barking in the background. Anyway, the verse is, or verses, come from the Gospel of Luke in the 13th chapter, verses 10 through 13. Now, he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for eighteen years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. Coming home from the office last week, I passed an elderly man carefully finding his way down an icy sidewalk. He walked with a cane and was so bent over that if you wanted to look him in the eye, you would have had to lie down on the ground and look up. It has to be incredibly hard to live that way. I went home and took more calcium. Jesus met a woman with such an issue, something she had suffered with for almost two decades, and he healed her so that she stood up straight. Her response was gratitude and praise to God. But remember that Jesus is in the middle of teaching in the synagogue on the Sabbath when he does this. So here's the next verse, verse 14 But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. It's notable that in the Gospels, the people who come off looking the worst are the religious leaders. Ironically, they are the ones who either can't or refuse to understand the mission of Jesus. They are the ones too invested in the institutions and structures that give them power and authority in society. But I don't believe the Holy Spirit preserved this story so that we could rail against the legalistic insensitivity of a first-century synagogue leader, as much fun as it is to do that. It's here so we can try the shoe on our own feet and see if it fits. That's a lot less pleasant. Jesus put aside regular Sabbath worship and teaching to give priority to helping a woman stand up straight. Think about that for a minute. Wouldn't many, if not most of our churches, object to turning a Sunday morning worship service into a mission day? Plenty of other times for that. If someone has spent two decades in poverty, what's one more day? We'll set up a different time that doesn't interfere with our worship service. Anybody who wants to be part of that can come then. As an aside, you can guess how many turn out for those sorts of mission days. But it's not about the numbers present. I think Jesus here is making a statement about what the gathering of the faithful is for. He is saying that the mission of an institution representing the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is to help those who are bent over to stand up straight. And he's saying that there is in fact no better day than the Sabbath to put that mission into action. He didn't actually interrupt his teaching that day. He simply taught through actions rather than words. Suppose a church took that seriously and made the primary gathering each week a time to actively help those who were bent over in any number of ways and set other times for people to come for teaching or to hear the choir Suppose people received Jesus' broken body and shed blood in their jeans rather than their Sunday best, because the rest of the morning would be spent setting the broken bodies of others free, every week, in prime time, in place of the regular worship service, as the main activity that defined what it meant to be a church. I don't think this passage is about the woman. It's about the nature and purpose of the people of God. And I think that because of where it sits. The passage right before this is a parable about a fig tree that does not bear fruit and the limited amount of time the gardener gives it to produce. Immediately following this story are a number of short sayings about the nature of the kingdom of God. I think the message of the story about the bent-over woman is that a church that reserves the Sabbath only for their own comfort and edification is no church at all. Will you pray with me? Forgive us, God, when we ignore those bent over in our midst and make them wait for healing. Amen. Thanks for subscribing to Spirit Walkers. I'm here most weeks on Sundays, and I appreciate your listening. Drop me an email. I'm always glad to know who you are. And the new book, God with Skin On, is coming out in just a few short weeks. It's supposed to be in the warehouses on April 3rd. It's available now for pre order on Amazon.com. It's called God with Skin On, Finding God in Human Relationships. If you're on Facebook, there's a God with Skin On Facebook group now. We'd love to have you there. You can also go to GodwithSkinon.com and check out what's there. I'd love to have a God with skin on story from you to be able to post on my blog. So thanks for listening and God willing, I'll see you here next week or hear you here or however that goes.